come and reminisce with us. This is 90s Till Infinity. It's Gav here from the guy who brought you BRL. 90s Till Infinity walks you down the road of the best decade ever, the 90s. Catch 90s Till Infinity on Mixcloud or a radio station near you or find us at 90s Till Show on Facebook and Instagram. Coastal Field, 90s Till Infinity. Keeping it retro. Reminisce with us. Yeah. Blood Santa Ground. BRL, son. Peace, this is Nelson Dialect. You're tuned in to Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Yeah, this is Bias B. You're listening to BRL. Yeah, this is Ray. You're listening to BRL. What up? It's 360. Yeah, yeah, this is Nick Luby from One Day Spit Syndicate. I'm Seth Century. You're on Beats, Rhymes, and Life, and I endorse this product. Hey, family, this is Elf West, the Lion. I'm Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Stay tuned. This is where hip-hop lives. It is Beats, Rhymes, and Life. And now uh, we got two gentlemen joining us on the Zoom here. And uh, quite simply, it's been quite a while since we've had an Oz Hip Hop documentary. We had a few sort of in the uh, 2000s and uh, that kind of deal. I don't know if it's been more than 10 years since we've had one, but... Uh, Releasing soon to a, a select cinema near you will be Burn Gently. And uh, it is a labor of love from Sensible Antics and Enford Jones. And now, gentlemen, you are joining us to chat about this project on the program. So how are you going? Hello. We're hello. Good. We're good. Long now, time coming. Yeah. It, well, uh, it, it, from, you know, what little we've, seen so far it's uh you know it's a it's a labor of love and you said it's a uh, five years in the works um that that to me is a labor of love right there so uh what made you take this angle on australian hip-hop oh man it's weird to think that it's actually been that long and and for jumping whenever you need to man um mm. when we we originally started this film as an idea in the back of a pub, like all good Australian stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a concept that we originally, we were going to tell the story of Enfa Jones's life. Enfa has, uh, we, we'd been working together for quite a few years. And every time we hung out, he'd tell us some crazy, ridiculous story about hanging out with, um, you know, Will I Am from Black Eyed Peas or, uh, gosh, I can't even think of them all now. And um, growing up with Heath Ledger, all kinds of, you know, just this amazing life that Enfa had led. And so we thought we should make a film about this. And Enfa, obviously being from 1200s, had access to the industry that we had never really, um, really considered the depth or the breadth of, of how far and wide that reach actually had in Australian hip hop. So when we started filming the documentary, we started speaking to all kinds of just amazing people that have been involved in Australian hip hop for quite some time. So, you know, I remember speaking to Sensible Jay from House of Beige and Remy from, mm. you know, quite early on. And, um, and we realized, especially speaking to Jay, actually, and I think it was Jay that was like, yo, are you really going to make a film about your own life? <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. I, I wasn't planning to make a film about my life. And was interested in making a film about my life. And I was like, mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And as we spoke, it became evident that I, don't, I wasn't really ready for that, but I was really interested in talking 
about people I'd had the pleasure of working with and being around over the years and and at the time had also been working on an article um, called uh, Rhyme Time. And just as a, I guess, becoming a journalist in a way, it just made sense to take that journalism further. And I was able to provide access through relationships and friendships and, and had all the drive and fortitude to get up and go. Even to this point, as we come close to the end, it's really Ant's drive that's getting us there. And um, I think as a whole team, getting Johnny involved, having Tino on the team to make sure we're all keeping things working. It's just been a really cool approach and opportunity to talk with artists more about Australia, industry, the landscape through the lens of hip-hop versus, mm -hmm. you know, in 1982 this happened. It's a bit, it's a bit more of a broader uh, approach, I think. And and what it seems like once again, um, I, I haven't seen the film yet. Um, I think most people mm. haven't seen the film yet. Time of recording, but uh, it seems like you guys have also taken in uh, the aspect of the last ten years, which is why I think this documentary is well overdue, is because we've had a diversification in the genre. Like uh, uh, it's it's changed in quite a significant way. Uh, for good, for bad, depending on what your opinions are. But um, it, it seems like it's, um, yeah, it's a bit more of a modern take as opposed to this was the graph scene in Melbourne and uh, Death Wish cars from Sydney and all that kind of thing. And uh, OBS you, happened you and that's a, where we are. You, you need a 10-part series, 20-part series for that. I mean, the history of yeah. hip-hop in Australia is so deep. Yeah. People think it's not, but it's so deep. You'd need yeah. so many hours to tell that story. Mm. So yeah, much funding, exactly finance, right. opportunity. It's just, ah, we, we're here to tell a story. Yeah. Not every Netflix. story. <laughs> Netflix, get onto yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, they they like, did one for the US. Yeah, yeah, this is true. This is true. Don't think I haven't been chasing them. Netflix, if you're listening, hit me up. Uh, <laughs> no, but when we started putting this thing together as well, even from a perspective of format, it wasn't necessarily saying, all right, let's talk about 2010 to 2023. It wasn't, you know, because originally that was our idea. It was mm. like, let's talk about day one Australian hip hop to to today. And and exactly like Emphis said, we realized pretty quickly that that is not uh, consumable in a in a two-hour film, you know. Um, oh, yeah. So we really – am I – are we allowed to swear on – should I be swearing? Can I not swear? I'm going to um, make sure I, I should have asked that. I'd prefer, <laughs> uh, look, we can do a podcast version. We can probably do shouldn't. the uh, radio version. It's all right. I probably shouldn't. Anyway, so a lot of the, the things that people were telling us, for example, like – we decided to make it episodic. We, it's a, it, the film itself is in two episodes. And when we started to speak to like television, for example, they were like, you can't do that. You need one feature length. And it was like, well, we don't want to do that. That's not the way that we wanted to do the film. And so um, there was that then forced us to make decisions on what wouldn't, wouldn't be included in our you know, our narrative of Australian hip hop. So for example, we don't really cover the, the graffiti scene and, you know, that might piss some more, people it, off. Yeah. It's more of an MC's approach than the down. Exactly. MC. And it's like, yeah, that's not to MCs. say we don't, we don't love the graph scene and we don't back the graph scene. We love everything about it. It was just like, that wasn't part of our narrative. Um, Whereas the emceeing, that absolutely was. So episode one is very much establishing the background of Australian hip hop, 
um, you know, from I'm going to say mid mid eighties, Emfa. Um, yeah. With your Jeff yeah. Wish cast and Sound Unlimited um, and and those sorts of cats, and then episode two is more of a narrative on the social constructs of the Australian music industry and where mm. hip hop sits in that. Um, and and just trying to explore that. Now that brings up an interesting point. Now I I wonder if there'll uh, there'll be a documentary down the road because this is a total podcast question, not for the radio show. <laughs> but um, I I looked at the numbers on the hottest one hundred because um, uh, and for you may know that I um in posted about you guys being you know the first off the rank twenty years ago for Karma mm. number four in the hottest one hundred insane achievement especially for the time and then we've had that sort of rise over the journey you can kind of and i I think it's kind of where the genre is in the public eye commercially at the moment you saw it sort of peak at about 2011 2010 something like that most tracks in the countdown it's slowly gone down had a bit of a peak in 14 and now it's just sort of drifted off once again now that being said, uh, do you see the scene, as, as, you know, in your eyes, let's say, Enfa, uh, do you see it as being in a, a a different place than it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago? I mean, it's constantly changing. Um, I think, and it's a hard one to discuss because it's within the scene it's been so discussed over and over about what should mm. be happening, what shouldn't be happening, what is the art form. Some folks like, I don't care about that. I just want this. I want, you know, so yes. um, I think it totally just depends on whether music's connecting with with large mass majorities. I mean, online airplay and certain trafficking can mean one thing, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's connecting with where you live. Yes. But it might be connecting elsewhere. Or uh, it looks like it's doing something in a chart, but the reality is the only person selling records physical is some group who happen to have a, a a distributor who get their music into target and their 200 sales is charting versus someone who's independently yes. selling a thousand vinyl at a record shop that isn't mm. um registered so i mean it it depends how you're looking at it but as far as like that level of reach and radio uh, at the end of the day yeah it's about connecting with the people it also depends on what opportunities artists are getting whether certain stations will play them and support them or not you know it has a lot of that's out of the hands of the artist oh absolutely and that sucks (laughs) oh it does and that's that's probably why maybe that kind of thing i I use that as an example but i come from radio so i'm like well this this should mean something and then yeah with further thought of course you know you have Spotify numbers and as you said independent music sales and people just sell off their own back as well like people don't even bother putting mm-hmm. in stores at, at all anymore as well so mm-hmm. there is that <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot involved uh, but I, I think at the end of the day the, the, the goal of an MC is to connect with the heartbeat of the city they live in or the land they live in and with people, and if that happens, and same with singer-songwriters, if that happens, songs can do well, so long as everything else lines up and people get the chance to hear you. But I think that's the goal, and, you know, that's all we can hope for. 
Now, yeah, I think also back to your yes. like original question as well. Sorry to cut in there. No, like, no, all good. With, with your Triple J Hottest 100 as well. Like, I don't think that anyone would ever argue Triple J's um, willingness and and huge, huge effort in bringing Australian hip hop to the forefront of of Australian music, and mm-hmm. and certainly bridging it towards a mainstream. You know, there are a lot of artists that, you know, you look at the hoods that when they came out in late 90s, they were like independent as hell and now you know they're still getting played on triple j 20 years later like you can't argue that triple j has a huge huge influence and 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 commitment to australian music no one's arguing that but i think that now in current day as well it's sort of like well what does the hottest 100 actually really mean to an artist like that's something you have to consider yourself if you look at artists like one four for example or cursor or um you know those artists they couldn't care less about the hottest 100. And so like, that's not to discredit triple J that's, that's, you know, a decision that the artist has made. And that's, that's something that every artist should consider in, in how they're releasing music. Yeah. It might not be a, an accurate reflection of where the genre is. They might just be out of touch. We, yeah, we as radio, like I know I'm definitely out of touch with the, the modern scene and the style i there's so many things i'll see on uh au dollars shouts to au dollars by the way good blokes over there and um yeah they they play a lot of stuff which just like it's just it's not for me it's not my generation i'm i'm a grown-ass man i i don't enjoy that style sorry everyone <laughs> but yeah, um, fair enough it's so um let, let's get back to the film itself once again um so distribution wise uh, we've got a couple of screenings coming up in uh, a you know a couple of different cities so we've uh, got Melbourne uh, you're also having a supporting gig for that as well featuring uh, my my mate strictly DT shouts to DT um and uh and also you guys are going to Sydney are you sort of slowly rolling out screenings across the country it's the goal we are we're kind of treating it like a tour almost like a band going on tour in a way the entire film uh has been grant funded we were successful in a number of grants over the past five six years and as such we're committed to screening um across the country because you know that's what grants are about and also Mm -hmm. that's that was our intention with the film in the first place was access so we've announced melbourne sydney and newcastle we're going to be announcing brisbane canberra adelaide uh, we're going to do some regional shows in Victoria. We're going to try really hard to get over to WA. Um, we don't want to leave those guys out. Have I missed yeah, anyone? Come, come back and visit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to get up to Darwin too, but uh, yeah. I'm not sure if we can get that far. It's a long flight. I love coming to Perth. It's just it's a long way and super expensive at the moment. It's oh, super expensive to get over there, you know. Oh, trust me. There's uh, there's no. Apart from maybe you guys doing what you do, I have absolutely no reason to fly to the East Coast at all at the moment. I, I remember I was looking at some flights for the uh, Community Radio Awards last year, and it was you know cheapest possible red eye flights, whatever. It was still nearly two grand. Mm-hmm. To fly, yeah, to fly to Cairns. I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we we interviewed Draft from wa yes and he came back and was like yeah i'll do the interview 
And then when we started talking about Zoom, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I almost thought I had a trip over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's, it was uh, so good. It's a it's a it's a long way, uh, and for from of course being around here, you know exactly how isolated we really are over here. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you know, it's a it's a good place to be isolated. Oh yeah, a lot it's of creativity a, a, comes out of it. Absolutely. So um, these screenings they'll be rolling out across the country. Um, from there, is there going to be sort of a mass release? Is it going to be um, put on a streaming service? Perhaps have you been in discussion with that? Of course, you know. Let's not ruin any NDAs or anything like that. But has there been that kind of discussion? Yeah, we we do have an agreement in place. Um, hopefully. I mean, we're, we're in we're in final steps of discussions with getting a, a distributor on board for. We'd really like to have it televised. We'd really like to to put it on streaming services eventually. You know, we want it to be. I mean, that's what hip hop is, right? It's documenting history. So we'd really like it to be accessible to everyone on on streaming platforms. And we have had people interested, so we're trying really hard to get that over the line now. Excellent. So uh, let's get the the plugs in. The upcoming screenings are where, gentlemen? All right. So Cinema Nova, March 23. Uh, We've got, which is in Melbourne, Nam, by the way. We've got uh, March 30 at Dandy Cinema in Sydney. Uh, And then we've got Civic Theatre in Newcastle on March 31st. There are three uh, that we have left at the moment, and we'll we'll hopefully be announcing another one next week. Indeed. So more to come. Stay tuned for the details. And uh, is there a, is there a socials or anything they can follow you on? Just yeah. burn gently, all one word on Instagram, two words on uh, Facebook. Burn gently. Yeah. Indeed. Well, uh, gentlemen, thank you very much. I look forward to seeing the film. If you guys do get over there, I'll. Uh, definitely make an appearance and you know go and see this movie would love that fantastic indeed uh well uh, well you know what we'll, we'll play some uh 1200 techniques now we'll play some 1200 <laughs> techniques nice. for the uh for the radio nice. listeners nice. right now um I don't, I don't 6056 play... represent 100 <laughs> percent at 205 by the way 025 one <laughs> Dropping EDM, hip-hop and a bunch of best beats programs around If you want bangers, you'll be in the right place with Tune One Tune One.com.au That's Tune, the number one, dot com.au Tune One, proud show sponsor